And we are back. That's right. Back again for another episode of the Hoop Plug. Yes, sir. And as always, rocking with you is your main man in the building, your boy Faraz. And I got with me my brother, Stir Fry Ty. How you doing, brother? Hey, man. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. How are you doing? My brother, my dog, my co-host, Farah. Hey, uh, I'm doing well, brother, man. Uh, it's Sunday, you know what I'm saying? This breeze hitting. It's beautiful, man. No work, just some plug. And hey, I'm excited to be here, man. Yeah, man, me too. In what seems like a downtime for the NBA, we still got a lot to talk about on the plug. Fraudulent Calypso King, Mike James Hayden on staff, Knicks making the playoffs, maybe? <laughs> and Genie Buss' doppelganger. <laughs> That's just a hit, y'all. Y'all might get it, y'all might not. Stay tuned. We got a jam packed episode. Yes, sir. I am your Before we get into this episode, we have a message here brought to you by the Hoop Plug sponsors. Yes, the good people at Evan Alexander Grooming, that's evanalexandergrooming.com, have set us up as affiliates for their line of men's hair care products. You got a beard, you want a beard. You got a hairline, it's not doing too well. Evan Alexander Grooming has got you. Yes, sir. And you heard it here first, man, over here at The Plug, man. Make sure you tune into the link in our bio, take that promo code, plug it in. Not only are you getting your hairline blessed up, because trust me, over here at The Plug, we know all about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you're blessing us up a little bit too. So any love, any support, you know what I'm saying? We'd appreciate it. And at the same damn time, get your beard right, get your hair right, get your life right. Evan mm. Alexander. You know what I'm saying? Without further ado, let's get into the episode. My, oh my. The video that's in Shockwave's L.A. Braun down in <laughs> the islands? Right? I was a little bit confused. You know, there's a little Calypso Fest that happened this past week. You know what I'm saying? My boy Adamo from the Virgin Islands was there. He was present. He was able to capture a video. And in that video, we saw one thing that seemed a little out of the ordinary. You know, we saw a Calypso Fest. We saw walking up. We saw breaking down, which for a Calypso Fest, nothing too out of the norm. What caught everyone's attention, what made the rounds on social media was that it was L.A. Braun on top of a float, breaking down. Busting it down, walking up with a chick not named Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> a little wine, reverse wine. Oh my gosh, LeBron getting active or, or not. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? LeBron getting active not on the basketball floor, but we almost had to take a double take, right? The beard was on point. The height was there. The hat covering the, the impeding or the receding hairline. It was all present. For a second there, you really thought that was the king. I thought we were all being witnesses to marital issues. <laughs> but turns yeah, man, out... We got we to gotta get Bron on that, Evan Alexander Grooman. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying, man. Hey, Bron, if you're listening to this, you know what a promo code's like, fam, you know? Um, but that being said, bro, L.A. Bron, or at least that's what it seemed like, was in there, on a float, calypso music, feeling nice, wine flowing, drinks going, mm. walking up. With a chick not named Savannah, right? But upon further review, it was actually not LeBron James. It was his doppelganger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so now that was that was some big jokes, but we really had to take some some second guesses, some second looks, because my boy was flinging waste. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So very very sad news. 
Brittany Griner, nine years, 40 years. That, that, <laughs> that intro to Snitching by Bob Smoke, that always plays in my head when I see this. But yeah, man, Same. real sad news. We saw Skylar Diggins get on the press conference stand and say a piece for her sister, BG. You know, the whole WNBA feeling this. A lot of that Mercury team just literally shedding tears, uncontrollable tears. How, I don't know how they're expected to play games like this, but their sister, their teammate, their coworker, their friend has been locked up for 150 plus days in a Russian prison for a cartridge. Let that sink in, man. Seriously, man. And and what's crazy about this whole thing is not only does everybody know it was a mistake, not only does everybody know she didn't mean to do it, the Russians are turning this around into a, a, a drug peddling case that Brittany Griner is a kingpin who brought marijuana into Russia with an attempt, intent to distribute it and make money. Like, what? Come on, man. At the end of the day, this is a human being who just so happens to have a little bit of, of fame behind her. And the Russians are using this to their advantage, man. They've treated BG as a political pawn. They've told the U.S., you know, we're not having any leniency on her. She's in our country. You do this. This is what happens. But the only way you're going to get her back is if you give us other people in return. And who yeah. are they asking for? They're not asking for any ball players. They're not asking for any poets, <laughs> any musicians. They're asking for international arms dealers and international hitmen. Also, that you can get Britney Griner back. And the U.S. said, you know what? We'll be willing to even enter these discussions, enter these conversations, because at the end of the day, what's happening is messed up. You know what I mean? BG, she worked, uh, she played in Russia in the offseason of the WNBA. As you all know, the WNBA is much shorter than the regular NBA season. So a lot of players will spend half their time in America, the other half in another country overseas, hoping. And, you know, the Russian league is, is very well known. They're very competitive when it comes to basketball. BG wasn't doing anything out of the norm. But naturally so, a lot more freedom in America than other places in the world. And something as simple as forgetting a cartridge in your back is the difference between freedom and nine years in prison. Like you said earlier, let that sink in, man. Let that it's sink crazy. In. And the Russian government realizes it's not apples to apples, MDA stars for, for, for international arms <laughs> dealers. I think that's why they went so heavy. This is the max. They gave her the max for this. So 10 years, including time served, is what she actually got. Um, they're trying to up the ante so it looks like they can get more back. I told you, man, we need Danny Ainge in these negotiations for the U.S. <laughs> He's going to get BG back. But uh, is is a still very sad situation. Yeah, you said it, bro. You said it. Uh, either way, prayers up for BG. As you mentioned, if we had the ultimate evil guy, Danny Ainge, in these negotiations, we might be in a different place right now. But that being said, though, man, it's really a sad sight, man. It's really something, I don't know, could happen to anyone, right? Um, and again, you know, we're not all professional basketball players. But with that being said, you know, that being American in another country like that, you know, sometimes you can be seen as a target, you know. So, man, just prayers up. We hope BG gets back soon. Uh, I hope the Russians stop playing games. And, yeah, this is somebody's life, man, you know. So just prayers up. Hopefully, you know. Her and her family can get some peace of mind soon, and they can all be together back in America. Right, and just a little update. Um, negotiations are still happening. The U.S. put out an offer. Um, it's crazy how it's being reported, like an actual trade. But, yeah, the U.S. Seriously. put out an offer about two weeks ago. 
they're still in negotiation. So I don't expect her to serve the nine years. Um, but the sooner the better, guys. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, with that being said, moving on. Probably some of the hottest takes, one of the hottest takes I've ever seen. Um, according to this former NBA guy, NBA journeyman, right? Not an all-star, not a Hall of Famer, an NBA journeyman. Steph Curry, back-to-back MVP, the only unanimous MVP in history after one of his most dominant championships. This journeyman came out and said, Stephen Wardell Curry, or should I say Wardell Steph Curry, is one-dimensional. Now, before I go in and tell you who this bozo is, <laughs> this bozo went on to list his top five, and his top five did not include Steph. You know what I mean? And uh, it's none other than Mike James, former Brooklyn Net, former teammate of KD. You know what I'm saying? Mike James has some really strong words towards Steph. Ty, you heard a little bit about this. What are your thoughts on about, the, about this whole Mike James situation? <clears throat> who? Excuse me? Uh, not Mike Jordan. Uh not LeBron James, uh, Mike James. Oh, that guy who's who? here for a, for a hop and a skip in the NBA. Mike James, him, yes. Okay, not even that he wasn't in the top five. That that wasn't the craziest part to me. That he called Stephen Curry, generational talent, four-time champion, one-dimensional is crazy. And he pointed to him not having point guard duties. Like, what? Excuse me? The fact that Steph isn't the primary ball handler is what makes him so special. If he dominated the ball like Mike James wants him to, he'd be no better than Trey Young. Okay? 71% of Steph's buckets in the finals came unassisted, which means he was doing the damn thing. All right? So, Mike James, you need to get out of here with that mess. Yeah. Well, or at least pay more attention, son. 70%. Like, come on now. You know Steph was cooking, Mike. You know that. If you was doing something like that, you'd still be in the league today. So uh, with all that being said, it's easy to hate on somebody at the top. You know what I'm saying? A guy like Steph you mentioned, generational talent, four-time champion. That's very few guys have done that where Steph has basically put his name being or forced his name to be mentioned with the greats. You know what I'm saying? The LeBrons, the MJs, the Magic Johnsons. You know what I'm saying? The Kobe's. The Shaq's? I don't think Shaq has four. Does Shaq have four? I don't know, but either way, Shaq he's does up there. have four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But either way, he is up there. So my point to say all that is to say that it's Mike James. You played yourself. <laughs> you know, y'all so. didn't really need us to tell you how dumb this is. But we're here too, anyways. <laughs> yeah, man. And that's the thing, right? Uh let's let's go back and take a step away from it, right? Sure. To be in the league, you're a top 500 basketball player in the entire world. You're up there. You're good. You know what I'm saying? But the funny thing about that is the difference between the worst NBA guy and the best NBA guys, it's a huge jump. I would argue it's almost the same jump between being in the league and not being in the league, right? So, man, I say all that to say this. Sure, Mike James, former NBA player, definitely a professional basketball player. But what kind of weight? Does this opinion hold, man? At the end of the day, Steph is going to go on. He might win another championship. There's a possibility he might win another two championships. The team is that good. He's still got enough left in the tank. He may be, he's not young, but man, I don't think Steph Curry's out of his prime quite yet. So all I can say is, Mike James, enjoy yourself over in the Euro League. We'll be here in America, watch Steph win rings and get more All Stars. <laughs> Thanks. 
Now, moving on to everybody's favorite segment, the newest segment of the Hoop Plug, right? Just the third or fourth rendition, you know what I'm saying? Fact or fiction. Just for some of you guys who haven't been on the pod or haven't heard about this segment before, just a little breakdown where we mention some ideas, we, we make some statements, right? And like it says in the name of the game, we comment fact or fiction. You know what I'm saying? We give our breakdowns. We let you know what we really think is cap or not. So without further ado, Ty, I think it's very important that you intro this first topic. <laughs> okay, sweet and short. Will the Knicks make the playoffs next year? Fact or fiction? I'm going to go with fact. I'm not going to say that they're going to be a top-seeded team, but I think Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle has a good enough season. They got enough young guys. Got Mitchell Robinson, all these cats who I have faith in. Enough to be a fringe playoff team, maybe sneaking at the eighth seed. I think it's very much possible, especially with a guy like Jalen Brunson who can definitely add to what Julius Randle and these other young cats could do. Facts, man. I look forward to the season coming up for the New York Knicks. Well, pessimistic Knicks fans, mute for the next five seconds because I am on the Julius Randle bounce back year train, okay? <laughs> but it's still fiction. Last year, the Knicks finished one seat shy of the playing tournament, and that was by like six, seven games. The only teams above us that got worse were the Hornets, Miles Bridges, thank you. But the teams below us, Wizards, Pistons, I'm looking at y'all, I think they got a lot better. Um, and I think we're a playing team, but I don't think we're making it out to play in, so no playoffs. Fiction. Fair, fair. Got to set those standards a little more realistic as a fan. So I get that. I get that. You know what I'm saying? Um, next up on this list, Kevin Durant will not be a Brooklyn Net before the start of the 2022-2023 season. Tie, fact or fiction? Fiction, bro. He's going to run it back because he doesn't have another choice. All right. That's pretty <laughs> much it right now. Your boy Faraz called it a couple weeks ago, and it looks... Like it's going to be the case. He had that big sit down with Joseph Tsai and nothing has came out of that. I tried to look pretty much daily after, but no news, no reports. They're keeping it tight lipped over there in Brooklyn. Um, I think he's running it back. I'm with you 100%. Fiction. Kevin Durant will be a Brooklyn Net before the start of the season by no choice of his own. Um, at the end of the day, the Brooklyn Nets front office wanted the house and the kitchen sink for Kevin Durant. At the end of the day, I get it. Rudy Gobert just got literally everything for him. But the market is not what it was, especially after the Rudy trade. So if I'm Brooklyn, I'm going to tell KD he can get his trade. But I'm going to do everything possible to sabotage it on the back end. So with all that being <laughs> said, you talked about it. We talked about it. Fiction, KD, and Kyrie, and... Everybody's favorite non-shooter, Ben Simmons, will be meeting up this year in Brooklyn. So let's see how they do. <laughs> Facts. Next up, Faraz. Luka Doncic will be an MVP this year. Fact or fiction? I was about to sip some coffee and, and act like I was going to like laugh and spit it out. But I was like, nah, nah. Let me not ruin my, my setup <laughs> that I got over here. Oh, um, man. This is the thing. It can be laughable and say, hell no, Luka Doncic is not even in the conversation. But in that same breath, we saw what he did last year in the playoffs. We saw what he was able to do in his rookie year. He slowed down a little bit in his sophomore year. But last year, he picked it up. Man, Luka's the truth when he's ready. He was able to take basically a bunch of bums besides Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie to the Western Conference Finals, right? That's where they were. So um, I say all that to say this. I don't – fiction, right? But I'm actually a lot closer to fact than I'm making it seem or that you guys might realize here. Because I think Luka can have that season. Oh, absolutely. And last year, he was the favorite. 
everyone's preseason pick for MVP. People were loving him because he finished the playoffs kind of like he finished it last year on a tear, even though he went out. It wasn't because of him. So, Luca, I'm going to buy this. This is facts for me. Um, but it's key. There's one key to this. Luca is a notorious slow starter, and that can't happen if he wants to win the MVP. He has to come in, not pudgy, but in shape, <laughs> and from the jump, taking heads. He's capable. So I'm going to go fact. Yeah, man. With that being said, next up on Hoop Plugs, fact or fiction, Giannis Antetokounmpo and his bros will help lead Greece to a gold medal over the U.S. of A. Ty, fact or fiction? Well, you look at the Olympic calendar, they probably have two, three cracks at this before Giannis, the big dog, is out of his prime. But who's to say another Antetokounmpo doesn't raise up to become another superstar in the NBA? <laughs> I'm going to say fact. We never know what these NBA Olympic U.S. teams are going to look like. It always is like, ah, no one's playing until the last minute. And then KD jumps in. Devin Booker jumps in. One of the vets <laughs> jump in. Carmelo Anthony gets cut. But I want to say. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. See I'm going to say Giannis and his bros get it done. They got a lot of talent. Greece has already beat U.S. The only Olympic team. The Team USA lost to in the Krzyzewski era was a Greece team back in the early 2000s. So I'm just saying that to say that was before the Anetokounmpo's and they had enough talent to get it done back then. You add four of them boys at 6'7 to 7 foot, it's going to help the squad out. <laughs> Especially a back-to-back -back league MVP, right? That doesn't hurt. Um, it's funny that you say that. As crazy as this sounds, I'm going facts because you can't forget, right? The 04 FIBA World Cup, you had the likes of Kobe, LeBron, Carmelo Anthony, D-Wade, one of the best Olympic teams we've ever seen. And Argentina, Manu Ginobili, Andres Nocioni, and them boys were able to beat the brakes off Team USA. Now, I say that all that to say this. We remember in the last Olympics, Dame Lillard, one of the best scorers in league history, one of the most versatile scorers in league history, come out and say, yup, boy, was my boy cold, you know what I'm saying? He came out and said... It is so much harder to score in FIBA or Olympic games than it is in the league. So I say all that to say this. Now you got Giannis, his bros, NBA talent on the other side. You put in the fact that the USA does not perform at its best individually in these Olympics. Anything is possible. Anything is possible! <laughs> <laughs> and let me just take it back to Dame saying that. That wasn't that long ago. No. I hated hearing it. They were losing games. Dame talking about how he's struggling. Like, come on, bro. This is USA. You better bring that thing home. Don't embarrass us. You better stop playing, Dame, before we get rid of your, you in the top 75, son. Come and on, they now. kind of won in spite of Dame. It was Jason Tatum and KD that actually ended up going off when things got a little dicey down the road. But um, either way, they brought it home. And uh, we're saying Giannis is capable as well. All For right, sure. next up. Sure. Next up. LeBron. Boom, boom, boom. Father time knocking. This is the year. This is the year, 22-23, that LeBron will show his age and begin the decline. Just before I answer that, I just got to take a sip here of my Pepperidge. I have to make that very uh, verbal for you guys to hear. <laughs> Ty, I'm going facts. LeBron James has been too damn good for too damn long, all right? His team is bad. He's getting old. The hairline's further than we've ever seen it. Knees getting messed up. 
Man, LeBron has been more injured in the last two years than he's ever been in his entire career. And if there's one thing that hurts him even more is that his second star, Anthony Davis, is softer than a roll of dollar value tissue paper. So I say all that to say this. If AD wasn't soft, if Russell Westbrook was able to get his stuff together, I might be feeling different about this. But how long can LeBron be putting up 38 and 8? Something has got to give. And I think this is going to be the first season where we start to see that decline. What's the decline to LeBron James? 24, 7, and 7, right? So it's not really a decline by league standards, but by his own standards, I think this is the year where we're going to start to see him slow down a bit. Am I wrong? There's a very high chance for that. But in my opinion right (laughs) now, facts. (laughs) Well, I think we have to do one thing when we're talking about the decline of LeBron. We have to kind of separate the injuries from the points, the production, like you said, because... If you're talking about injuries, he's already started to decline. Iron Man got hurt for the first time, and that happened two years ago, and it happened last year again. But the points haven't came down. And AD plays an interesting role in this, but so does Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right? He's got the record that LeBron wants. That's the only thing I think he cares about at this point, to be honest, other than playing with Bronny. So there is enough motivation there for him to go out and get buckets again this next year. And I do think he's going to break the record in that purple and gold jersey, so the stats come. But the year after, right, I think that's when the decline starts. I think we got one more year of Brian Brown, and then that's it. Yeah, I'm with you. And regardless, right, if he has three of the worst seasons by his standards, but by league standards, he's averaging 18 to 20 points, that's enough to get him over, you know, past uh, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's the thing. A guy like LeBron James, what the beauty of his game is his passing opens him up to be able to do a lot more. And a guy like LeBron, at the end of the day, if we see his scoring and maybe even somewhat of his rebounding and defense decline, as crazy as this sounds, LeBron James can run the offense as good as any point guard. You can literally have him on the floor like a CP3 type of playmaker. Maybe not to that extent, but LeBron is pretty damn close. I think to that extent, yeah, (laughs) to be honest. I mean, he's aging gracefully, bro. That and the record's done. He's getting it this year. He's getting Kareem's number. All-time score. All-time leading scorer, LeBron James. He's technically right between the playoffs and regular season has more points than Kareem already, but it's just the regular season he hasn't passed him just quite yet. So say all that to say this. uh, You mentioned it. We talked about it. LeBron's decline is not the same as a normal person's decline. But uh, regardless, he might have a little bit left in the tank. So let's all enjoy the ride while we can. Question on this. LeBron, when he passed Kareem in – regular season playoff scoring there was no fanfare like there was one bleacher report post and that was it steph and the league stops with the three-point record does this regular season record get more love than steph breaking the three-point record there's no doubt about it it does and i I just want to comment right because lebron has scored more points in the playoffs and the regular season combined than kareem it does obviously give him some some credit, but at the same time, the record isn't playoff points and regular season points. The record is who has scored the most points in the regular season, right? And at the end of the day, LeBron has just not passed Kareem. Like, that number is just so ridiculous what Kareem was able to do. And something you can't forget, right, the back end of Kareem's career, those three championships, he wasn't putting up those insane numbers that he was putting up because he had a, a young Magic Johnson able to carry the load. You know what I mean? So... Say all that to say this, LeBron has always, 
I don't know. It's, it's just like when you're a center in the league, you're going to have to eat a little bit differently than a point forward who can handle the ball and get everything on his own. Not that Kareem can get things on his own, but somebody's got to throw the ball to him in the post anyways. So say all that to say this is something about that regular season record by itself that it's like once you pass this, you'll get all the love, all the credit, all the fanfare. LeBron, you're not the GOAT, but you, you, you're you pretty damn close to it. You know what I'm saying? Bro, I'm getting excited about this. I'm, I'm excited for LeBron to break this record. And now I'm, I'm kind of wondering what would be the ideal perfect scenario on how he breaks it. I'm thinking Kobe's anniversary, he scores 81 points against the Celtics, <laughs> and it's an overtime win. I think that would be it. <laughs> well, that's a movie if I've ever heard one. So let's hope just for our sake as real fans. Hey, that's Spring, Hill, Spring Hill Entertainment. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what's <laughs> happening right there. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. And imagine what a, what a story that would be, right? So that's, that's great stuff. All right, last factor fiction. We got to wrap it up with this foolishness because, you know, I was sitting down watching TV and I was listening to Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was talking about his prior relationship. Him and Jeannie Buss actually dated for six, seven months, he said. And um, I don't know. I'm a curious guy. So I had to look up the Jeannie Buss timeline and see what she looked like in the 90s up to, up to now. And I noticed the transformation. A transformation one like someone else in the spotlight. And I just got to come out with it, guys. I'm beating around the bush too much. I think Jeannie Buss kind of looks like Michael Jackson at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After the nose job, that that one. After the Pepsi commercial went bad. <laughs> Y'all couldn't tell I was standing on my toes. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Uh, I'm with you. Um, you know, the... the <laughs> The pasty king of R&B, the pasty king of pop, Michael Jackson, you know what I'm saying? He's a legend in everyone's hearts forever. Uh, Jeannie Buss, a legend as well in, in the hearts of all Lakers, you know? There's more than just the similarity of them being legendary. It's the similarity of their facial features, you know? Whether it's Michael Jackson's uncanniness to look like a white woman in his old age, <laughs> or Jeannie Buss's uncanniness to look like a crazy person, you know, I can't really tell which one it is. Uh -huh. However... The similarities are there. <laughs> Absolutely. Big facts. <laughs> With that being said, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, y'all, we hit 100 subscribers on YouTube. So as promised, the giveaway is in the mail. Priority shipping is on the way. Book it. Count it. You know what I'm saying? It's guaranteed as gold, man. The hoop plug giveaway man like we mentioned we teased you guys in a couple episodes back to back once we hit 100 subscribers we're gonna mention it man we're gonna talk about it the hoop plug has a very very special giveaway man and we want you guys to be a part of it okay not only do we want you guys to reap the benefits of said giveaway and i don't know if we're gonna drop the prize just yet you know what i'm saying we got to keep you tuned we got to keep you interested you know what i'm saying but very soon we're gonna let you know what we're giving away but we want you guys to hop in grab a seat Right along on this journey to 1,000 subscribers, right? The Who Plug Man, we've made waves in the last three years. You know what I'm saying? And shouts out to you guys. This is all possible because of you guys. Now, the, if the last three years have been fun, the last two or three months have been out of this world, man. So 
Hoopplug is really on its way. You guys are sending the YouTube crazy, making the TikTok go stupid. Uh, y'all throwing our reels in the jet stream in, on Instagram. So, all that being said, man, we got to drop a giveaway for y'all. We got we to gotta show y'all how much we appreciate y'all. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, be tuned for that. And as always, for us, put some flavor in your ear. <laughs> Peace.